and welcome to a wimpy bite. Uh, my name is Peter. Same people as always. Matthew Grace. Hello. Keith Ramsey. Same uh, as usual. Yep. As this is a wimpy bite, we're just going to kind of jump into it. So this is our special uh, New Year's or end of the year podcast. We figured we would do a look at the year that's just passed and do... We initially were considering doing a top 10, but then realized that where our podcast is so unfocused and we don't really talk about something, it'd be weird to pick one thing to do a top 10 of. So instead we're just doing each of our 10 top ones and we're just going to have fun with that. So Because we um, don't have the attention span to more <laughs> into top 10 lists. We're all over the place. Also, I just realized too, this is actually the first full year we've completed as a podcast because we had about like half a year because we started... 2019, right. we started halfway through the year. 2020 was our first full year of podcasting. It really was a good year, wasn't it? Sure. It was the best year that could have happened. We'll deal with that. Alrighty then. Um... So let's just kind of jump right in. I'll I'll give out my first award. Yep, we just have ten awards each. So yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first award. You know what? I'm gonna go with uh, my best sign of things to come, uh, and that was the Tower of God anime for me. Oh, because cool. uh, it was them starting to adapt manhwas into animes, and pretty much all of them that I've seen so far have actually turned out to be quite phenomenal. So I enjoy that they're dipping into a new well for source material, and I think it. Has turned out well so far. Yeah, Webtoons yeah. Uh, got the contract with Crunchyroll, so they're producing a lot of stuff. So definitely, both of them, uh, the, the two main ones, of course, were uh, Tower of God and God of High School. You're also uh, as more of these come out, you're going to notice that if there's one thing that most of those Korean comics like to do, it's God of something. Oh, absolutely. Well, they enjoy their gods and their very high echelons of power. And the good news is those both turned out really well. Yeah. yeah. Another one that has been airing recently that I started watching and then just read the webtoon and stopped watching the anime because they diverged a little bit uh, is Noblesse, which is another quite enjoyable one that I also recommend. Specifically the webtoon, I don't know whether or not I can recommend the anime because I stopped <laughs> watching it. Fair enough. What about you, Matt? What's one of your top ten? So, in a similar vein, I'll give my first uh, reward to... Uh, the number one anime that I'm most excited for watching that was released in 2020 is uh, Yashahime, which uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize was coming out until they uh, announced it shortly before it started airing. And it's the continuation of uh, the old anime Inuyasha, which was pretty much my first anime. Oh, really? Or my first main anime that got me into the whole genre. Have you watched any not, of it? Not yet. There's... 12 episodes out right now, as we're recording this, and uh, I don't know if they're going to go with uh, the typical 13-episode season thing that most seasonal anime are doing now, or if they're going to... Uh, Back in my day, it was 26 episodes! Yes, follow the old format, like 26-episode seasons that originally aired, or that was originally aired like Inuyasha was. So if that's the case, I'm just going to wait until the first full season is out before I start watching. That's fair. Or yeah. I might finish watching all of Inuyasha before I start watching it. you got to rewatch Inuyasha so you're well set up for Yashihime. Yes. So if I'm correct, it's the children of all the surviving characters, not to spoil anything about who lives and dies. Correct. Kind of similar to how Boruto follows the children of the main cast of Naruto. Both series I have definitely familiar oh, with. Oh, they made a spinoff about Boruto's dad? Yeah. Naruto. Weird that their names are so similar. Weird. Yes. Well, to to move away from the weeby shit you guys are bringing to this table, uh, I'm going to go in a way different angle, and I'm going to give an award to the best thing inspired by COVID. Ooh! Okay. 
So for this one, I have selected... So there's a band called Chromio, and they released uh, a CD during the pandemic times called Quarantine Casanova. So on this CD, they have such songs as Clorox Wipe, Six Feet Away, Stay in Bed and Do Nothing, Roni Got Me Stressed Out, and Cabin Fever. So Chromio is notorious for they kind of just lock themselves up and produce music every so often. So they're not listening to anything or getting any outside. They're literally trap themselves in a house for this. So I think they were already used to this thing. So as soon as everyone's like, everyone's gonna stay home and do this, they like, fuck it, let's make a CD. I It came out like within like three months I of lockdown starting. I love the names of those songs. I quite enjoy that. Uh I'm gonna have to give that a listen. Oh definitely. They're like kind of like uh off daft punk like electronic like hip hop stuff. Okay. But still pretty good. Like I think anyone can like it definitely fits more with like a house music type of thing. If you, it's a general pop music everyone can like. Uh, well, since you've pivoted us into talking about COVID, I'm going to give my next award to the best attempt to fix COVID, uh, <laughs> which I'm giving to, uh, Tenet, because that fucking Christopher Nolan was determined to release that movie and fix theaters and bring fucking COVID to an end and undo all of the lockdowns. And it almost worked, but just didn't quite work out for him, so... To be fair, I don't think he was trying to stop COVID. I think he was trying to save movie theaters. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's trying to fix the fucking lockdown and the failing fucking movie industry. Which, sadly, it didn't work. Because, uh... Not many things are still coming to theaters. Yeah, everything gets stopped, everything again. So Nolan also failed, but killed cinema, I guess. Yeah, he failed in such a way that people saw it happening and were like, Oh, I guess we don't make movies right now. Although apparently Tom Cruise is also trying a similar thing right now with Mission Impossible and forcibly making that movie. Now, I will say, I also gave Tenet an award. Uh, so that's two awards for Tenet so far. And uh, the award I gave to Tenet was the best name backwards and forwards. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Not No other movie that was released this year can do that. True. That's 100% true. 100% accurate. Unless there's some strange uh, B-roll movie. That was just published. But there was no on, movie that came out called Race Car, right? Because that would win. I don't know. I don't think there was a movie that came out in 2020 called Probably Race Car. Probably not 2020. It wins because it has more laps. That's just the rule of it. <laughs> uh, what you got for us, Matt? Hmm. Give me something good. Something good? Or bad. I don't know. You can give me something bad if you have an award for best bad thing. Well, I kind of do have best bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number one best fictional antagonist. <laughs> I guess that works. Yeah, that does work. Uh, who's your best fictional antagonist? Uh, swinging back to the weeb side of things, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Maiden Abyss movie, De- Dawn of the Deep Soul. Matt, stop trying to make Maiden Abyss a thing. It's not going to work. It is going to work. The character is named Bondrude, and he is the definition of a man of science with no morals. And from everyone who's just here heard of his name, because he's one of the few people in that world who are world famous for their uh, exploration into the abyss. And just because of who he is, he's contributed amazing things to the technology and science of that world. So to everyone else, he is this hero to be admired and looked up to. But people who know him more closely realize that he will sacrifice anything and anyone to get what he wants and just in the pursuit of all knowledge. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything for uh, when I get you two to finally watch this show. 
But is, uh, is that is that a, a hint for your episode in like four months' time? You you can think about it like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he does some really twisted things. I'm calling it now. Matt's gonna hit really heavily towards Made in the Abyss just to try and get us to watch it, and then actually have his episode be about something completely unrelated. <laughs> So clearly I have to do the legwork to pull you guys back out of that hole again. So I'm going to give an award, which is the best remake that's not a remake of 2020, and that's Final Fantasy VII. See, you put me in a tough spot, Keith, because there's two ways I could take that by having related uh, uh, clues. Uh, So I'm going to go with uh, another award that I also gave to Final Fantasy VII, uh, which was Best Use of Nostalgia. Uh, uh, is the award that I chose to give to Final Fantasy VII because absolutely it took advantage of my nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. Now, I also have something very similar. Wait a second. Not really, not for Final Fantasy, but uh, it's best game that was released or re-released because it was released before 2020, but it had a surprise release in 2020 that no one expected, and that was Persona 4 Golden on PC. (laughs) Now, to be fair... Mine specifically a remake that was not a remake, so I don't think there's a conflict with that award. I think they both won their own awards, fair and square. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII was a remake that we thought, but then it pulled the old bait and switch on us. Not it actually definitely is nostalgia. Oh, and a hundred percent is nostalgia. Yeah. but yeah, your award for best uh, remake, uh, best, best re-release. Yeah, best game re-released that no one expected to be actually coming to the platform that it did. It's definitely a good one. Persona Four, like. Not only is it being released on Steam and, like, PC a big thing, because this also opens up, like, we are possibly getting a lot more Persona stuff coming. Yeah, we know Strikers is coming. No, Strikers is coming, and that directly involves the characters from Persona 5, so based on that, it can be safe to assume that we're going to be getting Persona 5 at some point. It is definitely possible, or even, like, a remake of 3 and maybe the re-release of the original uh, 2, 3. <laughs> Alright, so the other thing I could have connected to your Final Fantasy best remake that's not actually a remake uh, is my award for best reboot of a 90s commercial. Uh, Wait, what? (laughs) uh, Which I'm giving to the anime to bring it back to weeb shit because yeah, weeb shit! Uh, I'm giving to Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, which is all about a guy who hunts curses and shit like that, but literally starts with him eating a cursed finger. Uh, which I think is just a reboot of the old 90s commercial singing, Don't You Put It In Your Mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I don't remember a commercial about that. No, it's very explicitly a lesson of why you shouldn't put weird things in your mouth. That's all I learned from watching that anime. <laughs> so yeah, I can only assume someone was sitting on this, specifically Canadian, and it's like, give it a couple of years and I'm going to make millions off of oh, this. Oh, absolutely. Just, valid point. I just have to wait for the copyright and Don't You Put It In Your Mouth to run out. <laughs> It'll run out eventually, I'm sure. And then they moved to Japan and made an anime about it. Which I'm okay with. Now, before Keith drags us away from Weebdom once more, <laughs> I would like to get my last weeb item off my oh, list. Oh, I'm nowhere near done with weeb items, guys. <laughs> okay. So, my number one best anime movie. I'd like to give it to Made in the Best on the Deep Soul, <laughs> but uh, I already have an award related to that, so I'm going to give it to Weathering With You. Which was originally released in Japan back in 2019, but didn't get its American release until 2020. Uh, 
So I also gave uh, an award to Weathering With You because, heck yeah, weeb shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reward I... Or not reward. The award I gave to uh, Weathering With You was uh, most likely prediction of 2020 that somehow didn't come true. Because <laughs> that movie's all about terrible weather in Japan until yeah. Japan slowly floods. It just starts to constantly rain and uh, the main character encounters this girl that somehow has the ability to bring out the sun. Yeah. Uh, I really gotta save this for our ten other viewers. I'm just throwing another order right here. Uh, best skateboarding game of 2020. Deadly Premonition 2. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, d- I don't really know enough about Deadly Premonition 2, too. All I need to know is it's, it's the best skateboarding game uh, that came out in 2020. Okay. I-, I did not know Agent Francis York Morgan had moves like that, but by God, did he do it. Well... <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything to that because I've not played that game, nor have I played the new uh, remake of Tony Hawk that came out. No, Tony Hawk doesn't even stand up to this game. It lets you skateboard and have a gun. Does Tony Hawk oh, let you do that? No, no, it doesn't. Can you fire the gun while skateboarding? No. If you could, he's a talented man, not a miracle worker. I'm just saying, if you could, that would guarantee it's the best. I'm not saying it excludes it from being the best because you can't. But he can shoot ghosts with imaginary bullets. Okay, then that, yeah, that's fine. Enough. Yeah, it's the best skateboarding game. That's the one condition I need for it to be the best <laughs> skateboarding game: is shooting ghosts with bullets, imaginary bullets. Sorry. Uh, let's see. How? Let's just rush through my weep shit. I've only got one more weep thing left, uh, which was uh, the best coping mechanism for quarantine. Which is actually an anime movie that came out in 2017 that I watched four times during quarantine because I have a problem. Uh, and it's a silent voice, and that's all I'm going to say, and we're moving on. <laughs> I get it. Silent voice. Exactly. We're not going to talk about it. Because silent. I'm going to sneak back in here real quick and get back on the video game topic, because that's the, what's really people are here for. Uh, best escape from reality to do more reality. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, in a similar video game vein... The uh, number one consumer of my free time is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Because, sure, like uh, one of my previous ones, it was originally released on a console at the end of 2019. It didn't come out on PC until 2020. Uh, So I also gave Animal Crossing New Horizons an award. Uh, The award I gave Animal Crossing New Horizons was Best Way to Avoid Doing Chores by Doing Chores. (laughs) That's pretty much the same (laughs) award. Yeah. Yeah. So Animal Crossing definitely has that one. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Yep, continuing along video games, my number one game that is fantastic despite still needing lots of work and polish. I wonder what it is! It's Witcher 4. Ah, of course. Pretty much. Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Because uh, I've played through the game and the campaign, and gotta say, it has a fantastic story that really draws you in, and you really get a feeling for the characters. But... Yeah, the game really needs a lot of work. Now, Matt, I'm going to have to stop here, because we're supposed to give these awards to games that came out in 2020. It did, though. Did it, though? Is it? Are you sure it's actually been released and we're not just playing an open beta that they haven't admitted to? The skeleton of the game has come out. (laughs) Alright, there we go. I'm pretty sure that indicates the end of a life cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You don't start something off with, the skeleton just came out. Looking how, uh... Fans are backlashing against CD Projekt Red. That's kind of how it's <laughs> starting to swing. But they were kind of shoehorned into a tough position. Getting death threats for delaying it. Now getting death threats for releasing it. What are they going to do? <laughs> Speaking of death threats. Uh, best way to get rid of your friends. Among Us. 
do you also have one for Among Us? I do. And similar to my Persona one, it was best game released before 2020 that had a surprise surge in popularity in 2020. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also gave an award to Among Us, so that means it's our first triple award winner. Uh, I gave the award of best use of social distancing in a game in that I don't want to be anywhere near anyone else while playing that fucking game. I'm going to go to Electrical and you can fuck right up. <laughs> well, what do you know? I have a task in Electrical too. Nope, not going to Electrical anymore. Uh, so yeah, uh, first triple award winner. I like it. And uh, another game-related one, because I've just got to bring it up every time that we mention games, Warframe-related. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how long has the game been out? Uh, since 2013, I think. God damn it, Matt. For the past couple years, they've released uh, three or four Warframes every year at a fairly consistent rate. And uh, so the best Warframe released in 2020 is the newly released one, Lavos, which is unique in that all of its abilities work on a cooldown instead of consuming money. Or, not money, yeah, <laughs> energy. That sounds like an accurate way to describe that game. <laughs> it's a free game, goddammit! Sure. Sure it is. <laughs> it's an alchemist frame that works on cooldowns, and all his abilities can work to bolster his other abilities. Matt, you're not selling me on the game no matter how hard you try. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to go back to music here, and I'm going to give the award for the best thing to celebrate 10 years, and that's going to Ninja Sex Party's The Prophecy album. Ooh, I also gave an award to Ninja Sex Party's uh, The Prophecy. Uh, or, yeah. You didn't give it to... The, you did give it to The Prophecy. Sorry, yeah. you confused me for a second there. The best thing celebrating something around for 10 years. Yes, you're right. There's uh, nothing confusing about it. I don't know why, but that just broke my brain really hard <laughs> trying to parse that sentence. Uh, I gave the award... Of best cause for a sexual reawakening. <laughs> hmm. I think it's best we leave that at that. Yeah, let's not discuss what that means at all. He was very enthusiastic when he listened to the album. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I mean, he does put the warning at the beginning of every album, so... Yes. One more game reward for me to give out is the best mobile game of 2020. That being Genshin Impact, to no one's surprise. I was really hoping you were going to mention that there was, like, a Warframe port to mobile oh, yeah. or something like that. Just a Warframe companion app. Uh, of course. But, uh, no, Genshin Impact, very ambitious and very unique in terms of mobile games. It's essentially Breath of the Wild on phone. It can also be played on PC and console, but it's still a mobile game. Is that the last of your weep shit? Are you guys done with this now? That, that's the last of it. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to give an award for the best comic movie, comic book movie released in 2020, and that goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Yeah, I can fully concur. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that movie when I was coming up with this list. No, I, I fully it. chose to exclude it from my top ten. A lot of people forget about the stuff that comes out earlier in the year, and Sonic the Hedgehog is by far, uh, I think, is it still the highest grossing film as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, it is. Partially because of the whole thing happening and shutting down all theaters. What are you talking about? They released a Sonic the Hedgehog movie on Valentine's Day. Of course it's going to be the best thing ever done. Yeah, true. They could have had fucking Blockbuster every day of the week for the rest of the year and Sonic the Hedgehog on And, and they fucking put Tails in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's also good news for things to come because it was a video game movie that actually did good. Best movie of the year. Yeah. I can agree with that in some regards. Uh, on the TV side of things, though, because we really haven't done much of that, I'm going to do the best sequel to Shaun of the Dead, Truth Seekers. Nice. Not even sure I heard about that. So this was a show I mentioned probably a couple episodes ago back in our podcast. It's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. 
and they're together again doing Truth Seekers, which is one of them's a ghost hunter and one runs an internet company, and they work together, and they pretty much solve internet problems oh, by hunting right. ghosts. Yes. Right. They keep, it's the opposite of what happens to us whenever we play Phasmophobia, which is they keep going to houses trying to fix internet problems and discovering it's ghosts. We keep going to houses trying to fix ghost problems, discovering that it's just electrical issues. All right, um, my last one. Uh, how many do you have left, Matt? Just one. Just one? All right, cool. We're all on our last one. Uh, my last one was Best Form of Online Education, uh, which I am giving to Hamilton the movie. Because uh, <laughs> he learned about history through rap and song and also the internet. There you go. <laughs> Best Form of Online Education in 2020. Definitely better than Zoom. Yeah, because I couldn't really think of anything else what with being locked in my house. <laughs> We're trying to tempt Matt with a surprise, and we don't know no, if he's going to take it. He might have accidentally done 11 top 10s, and Matt's a little unsure if he wants to use his last one, so I'm you know tempting what? him. But he doesn't know what this is. I'll use it. Let's okay. see what it is. What's your 10th top 10? My 10th, 10th top, top 10. Top 1. Top my 10th one. top 1 is... Mario, best 35th birthday. Happy, <laughs> happy 35th birthday, Mario. It was the best 35th birthday this year. Yeah, it absolutely was. No one else who turned 35 is worthy of as much acclaim. That's true. And it also reminds me of the uh, new Super Mario World amusement park that's opening. Sadly, not until February. Not until February of next year, but... But hey, that might be one of our 10 top ones for 2021. Yeah, you never know. If we get there. Actually, have you seen the stuff on it? It's like... An interactive Mario world where you hit blocks and stuff, yeah. and you get points. That's... And you need to get a certain amount of points to fight Bowser. Yeah. I was kind of hoping you need to get a certain amount of points to leave the park. <laughs> yeah. It only showed one ride at the end. It didn't even really show the ride. It's just like, okay, there's go-karts and there's VR involved. Looks like it could be interesting. Okay, so, now I'm ready for my last award. I think it might be the best award I'm giving out, and I can't believe you guys put all this weep shit in here. But anyways, I'm giving an award for the best waifu collector since Fate Grand Order to Genshin Impact. <coughs> weep! Alright. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well. I mainly collect husbandos in that one, though. Uh, you know what? From what I've seen of Blackbeard, I don't blame you in the slightest. <laughs> Uh, so thank you very much for tuning into this wimpy bite. Uh, if you disagree with, uh, I don't know, it was probably ended up being like 25 items total after you concatenate different awards <laughs> Wait, together. can I give it another award? Sure. Uh, so I want to give an award specifically for this podcast, and it's the award for the best episode to break Peter on, the Surf Ninjas episode. <laughs> if you're only yes. going to listen to one of the episodes this year... Excluding this one, of course. You need to listen to the Surf Ninjas episode. And it is coined a term for us going forward since that episode of going full Surf Ninjas. There, there have been times since then where I've caught myself going full Surf Ninjas, and I have informed the other two, there's a definite risk of me going full Surf Ninjas during this podcast. I've yet to go quite to the extent of Surf Ninjas, but I'm ready for it to happen. <laughs> and uh, before we finish, too, I want to just confirm. So we only gave it one triple award this whole... Uh, it was Among Us. Yeah. Among Us is the biggest winner of 2020, then. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That that feels right. It does. <laughs> All right. Coming back from a couple of years of obscurity into the massive success that it is now. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you agree with our list of top 25, 25 top ones, uh, I think it was like 25. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Uh... Let us know. If you disagree, then go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, let us know what you... End it off the year strong. 
Let us know what you think should have gotten a horn, I guess. If that too, but also mostly just go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm just doubling down on it now, and I don't know why. I'm usually not this antagonistic towards our fans. Uh, Alright, see you in 2021, fuckos. <laughs> yeah, happy new year and see you next year, I guess. Although if you don't want to tune in after that heartwarming New Year's wish, uh, I can understand why. You might be honest, we just have to aggressively end 2020 so it doesn't repeat. Yes, we have to be done with this shit. Putting the period here, it is done, over with, kaput, no more. For now. Get ready for New Game Plus in 2021. <laughs>